Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about Wrestling Open's one-year anniversary. This event took place on January 5th. And it's been a while since I checked in on Wrestle Open. And I always want to say Wrestle Open, you know, because I, I my love for Wrestle One in Japan, but Wrestling Open. It's been a while since I checked in on them, and I always liked the the product, the concept of uh, uh, first come first serve, young guys and gals get on the card, uh, two hour show, which I always liked. I love two hour shows. Um, that was kind of my goal for when I was doing Premier Wrestling. Um, I always wanted to keep the shows two hours, two and a half hours at the most, um, and it's and it's been fun. They they book a lot of really good talent at Wrestling Open, and I was watching pretty consistently for the first six months, and of course, kind of got busy with other things, so I didn't really cover and even watch too much Wrestling Open, though I would try to check in here and there on a match that seemed to perk my interest, but overall, you know, it's been, it's been a while, so... I saw the one-year anniversary happen, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check out Russell Open again and cover it for the Take It Home podcast. So that's what we're doing today. Uh, the first match was uh, a fatal four-way tag team match for the number one contendership for the Eliminator Cup Tag Team Championship. It's a lot to say there. And there's a lot of people in this match. So there's like, you know, I said four-way, fatal four-way tag team match. You had Milk Chocolate. Brick City Boy, the Stetson Ranch was his BRG and Danny Miles, not Tony Stetson. He was not there, but Danny Miles, who is the uh, enforcer of the uh, Stetson Ranch, and verse and also the final team was a fun tag team of Love Doug and Bobby Orlando. Honestly, four way tags, fatal four way. I mean. I wasn't super excited about this one, though I like all everyone in this match. It's just four ways. You know what you're going to get. A bunch of dies. Barbara Lando nearly killed himself on a dive. It was scary as hell. Uh, you know you know the drill. Uh, Brook City Boys won, which they, they're a really good team. I really like them a lot. Um, they hit their finisher on Love Doug, and that was it. I, I mean, I, honestly, it's like, like I said, I'm not a, just over four ways and three ways and they're just always they're just all the same now and it is it's not just on the independent wrestling scene it's just everywhere i'm just it's just tired of it i'm just not interested in it i'd rather see traditional tag team matches or these guys you know having singles matches on the car because they're all they're all good talents it's just putting the four way in and in a quick match just eh, not my thing and it wasn't a good start to the wrestling open one year anniversary but uh but I'm looking forward to watching these guys and continue watching these guys in future and other matches because, they, like I said, they are they are pretty good. Um, match number two was a talent I'd never seen before, TJ Crawford versus Desmond Cole. Um, during commentary, uh, they said that TJ Crawford was injured most of 2022. Uh, TJ Crawford's gimmick was that he would lose control and be very uh, – uh, uh, intense and violent and then kind of bring center himself so but i liked his work i thought he was pretty good um i liked his look i liked his work i like his selling um i think he has a lot of potential i don't, i did not look to see how long he's been wrestling but um he was a real pleasant spies and i was uh i, I really want to see uh more matches with him i believe the card they just had on um 
on Thursday. Wrestle opens on every Thursday on IWTV. So if you have that streaming service, definitely check out Wrestling Open. Um, and I, he just recently wrestled Ryan Fancy Ryan Clancy, who was a one of my favorite young talents out there today. So I'm gonna definitely check out that show um, this week as well because I really want to see that match and also the Ray Jazz versus Ichiban match. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's exciting for the most recent episode of Wrestling Open. But um, but this kid was good. I, I liked him. I really like Desmond Cole. He's like a short, stocky um, wrestler. A lot of charisma. A lot of a lot of energy comes out. I love his look. I love the overalls look with the spray painted graffiti on him. He kind of reminds me like, man, if you found a nice tag team partner that really could complement his high flying style, but kind of have that urban, urban uh, style as well, you can kind of recreate a more an updated version of the public enemy. Um, Desmond's a, a great flyer. Like I said, it's all this charisma. Honestly, Desmond Cole has, you know, doesn't have the experience of the public enemy, of course, but he also has, he has definitely has more charisma than these guys did. And you find a good partner for him. I think they could be, he could be, they could be one hell of a tag team. You know, I, that's what I would do. Cause you know, Cole is undersized. I know it doesn't mean as much in this day and age of wrestling, but he just looks like he'd be the perfect. He'd be perfect in tag team wrestling, you know, uh, making that hot tag, doing all the flashy stuff. Um, I like this match. This was a fun little match. Um, Cole hit this sweet looking standing Huracurana, and he just spiked DJ Crawford right on top of his head. Um, Crawford did like a version of the angle slam, but instead of picking up his opponent and falling back with him, he throws him straight out. It just didn't look good because the. It was a move where you could clearly see there's obvious cooperation with with Cole jumping outwards. It just it just looked goofy. Um, Crawford did his awesome sell when he was on the apron. He took one of those indie kicks, those jumping enziguri thing that you see like a million times on all indie shows, and um, he did this great like stumble sell on the on the apron, which I thought was pretty awesome. And and this that was like one of my favorite things of the match, like that little sell. I thought was was great. And just uh, and he won with the like kind of like a springboard European uppercut, which I was kind of surprised about. I thought it'd be Cole would be the one getting the win here, but um, but yeah, and, you know, good match afterwards. Desmond Cole tried to shake the hand of uh, of TJ Crawford, but Crawford denied him and seemed like to have some internal issues over that. So you know, it was kind of like. One of these matches were like, man, it was kind of sucked. One had to lose, but like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to feet and then push both these guys and maybe put in different matches. But overall, I, I really, I really liked it, and uh, it was a fun little match. And and uh, you know, definitely after that first four way tag team match, it was, uh, it was definitely what I needed as a viewer. Uh, next up was a uh, another singles match: Ray Jazz versus Ted Goods. Uh, and Ray Jazz, in my opinion, one of the best young wrestlers in wrestling today. Um, it's cool to see that MLW sign. You know, I don't know if he signed him up or they're just using him. They're teaming up with. Uh, he's teaming up with Little Guido, kind of recreating the full blood Italians, and you know, teaming with uh, Little Guido, Damian Stone, just could be do nothing but good things for Ray Jazz. Um, it's I first saw Ray Jazz on Wrestling Open. I was super impressed by him. I love his. 
his collegiate background, all his pedigree and stuff. And um, he was doing this this gimmick, and he's still doing this day. It's the jazz tip of the day, and and you know, obviously trying to think of anything new, like you know, a real rough start with it. But he kept at it, kept working on it, uh, worked on his delivery of the jazz tip of the day. And now it's like fantastic. Like people are automatically just you get heat right away. And in a great moment, because you know, he goes, he gets the mic from the ring announcer, and he's gonna do the jazz tip of the day. And right, right when he says that, boom, Ted Good's music hits and the crowd pops. It was, a, it was cool, right? Um, I like Ray's jazz is uh showing some some pretty good aggressiveness aggressiveness in there. Um, uh, Ray Jazz has been undefeated in wrestling open since they started, which is you know pretty cool. And whoever does eventually beat him is gonna should be a pretty big deal. Ted Goods is a, you know always a good veteran, looks good. Um, honestly, I thought this was the most professional wrestling match on the show. Um, I love the finish. Ted Goods is going for his uh, backpack stunner, but. Ray Jazz was able to rake his eyes and get out of it and just lock on his beautiful backslide for the pin. Um, just great. Good, good, good little wrestling match. They kept the they kept the action going. It was it was short and never it ever it never got old. Um and yeah, man, it, it's just uh a really good match. So I definitely one to watch for sure if you're watching the one year anniversary of wrestling open on IWTV. Now, match number four. This is one to freaking skip. This match just pissed me the fuck off. Honestly, when I was watching it, uh, Bronson, Bear, former Bear Bronson of the of the tag team Bear Country and AEW, now known as the Iron Savages. And Bronson comes out. He has slimmed down. He looks in great shape. I'm like, okay, I want to see what he's going to do. I want to see him destroy the CPA. And CPA is exactly, he's a CPA. He comes out, wears jeans, a tie, button-up shirt. He's kind of a goofy-looking dude. And I'm like, okay, well, Bronson, he should just destroy this guy. It should be a quick, quick win. Like, let's, let's get this guy over he looks like he wants to try you know maybe he's trying to try some new things like just this should be a quick match right no this was not a quick match this was absolutely ridiculous <laughs> I even just I don't know how this even like be allowed like why like what for, for Bronson like he's gonna give this guy who doesn't look like much a million things and he's gonna keep, keep kicking out. It was ridiculous. Um, it's like why even book Bronson? And he still won. And he won the match. Like why have him win? Like he got over. He did not get over. He went over, but did not get over. Bronson did here. Like right away, Bronson just like trucks CPA and starts cross facing him on the ropes. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. You know, so like, this is starting off pretty good here. But then CPA basically no sells it. Stands up, takes his tie off, throws it at Bronson, and they get into the hockey fight in the middle of the ring. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, oh no, this is not going to be good. And it it just got worse and worse. Bronson gave 
CPA German suplex on the apron. Now we're giving job guys German suplexes on the apron. Like, ridiculous. Like, that should be used for a main event spot and, you know, use for a very important spot in the main event, not just done on the match four. Um, it's just stupid. And then CPA is, he's just getting way too much on Bronson, hitting a flying drop kick and a flying DET. Bronson hit a top rope angle slam on CPA. Took, well, first of all, it took way too long to set up. And CPA kicks out. I could not believe it. Uh, finally, Bronson hit a back suplex, and it was a total flat fucking finish. And it just, this is one of the worst matches I've seen. It's like ridiculous. If, if Bronson thought he was getting over this match, he didn't. And CPA, I, I get it in that maybe he has a little cult following there, but what are you going to do with that guy, right? What are you really going to do with the guy? You have, you have other talents on the card who are fun mid-card acts that still, even though they're a little flashy, a little flamboyant, or, you know, like a, a Bobby Orlando or a Love, a Love Duck. Like, those guys are, are perfect in that role. And they look like athletes. And you could, you know, even though they're kind of goofy, you still, you know, they're, st- they, they're still good wrestlers, right? CPA does has none of that in my opinion. So I just don't I just don't get it. You know, I'm spending way too much time on this crappy match as it is. But this was just horrible. This is just I would never I wouldn't bring both these guys back. I wouldn't bring both these guys back just because Bronson should know better, you know. He should know better. And you know, <laughs> I just don't get I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um I should have just skipped this match, I I was about to when I saw CPA come out, and I've seen him wrestle many times, you know, and I just 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 not just not into him, right? I just don't I don't get it. But I'm like, okay, when Bronson came out, I was like hoping for like just a, a quick match, so I watch it, and it wasn't. And I'm surprised it didn't hit fast forward, but I guess I want to see how ridiculous it could get, and it, it just got completely ridiculous. So um, this is definitely one to skip. The next match was a women's match. Tina San Antonio versus Layla Luciano. Uh, apparently, this is a rematch from back in October. Uh, Luciano's big move is a giant swing, and she teased her early, but you know San Antonio escaped. Um, things started off pretty good, but something got crossed up after the up and over by uh, by Luciano. It it and both the women look just completely different pages. Uh, Tina San Antonio, Tina San Antonio cut off Layla, Layla, and then you know she slowed things down, which is great. She's, they, you know, she's a veteran, so she kind of brought it back down. And and but you know Layla Luciana, great look, great height, good athlete, but she's of course very green, very herky jerky, very hesitant about things. Um, but there's a lot of potential there. Just needs more seasoning. And uh, working with better people, and in, in Tina San Antonio, she looked she looked like a a pretty decent worker. I don't I never I don't think I've seen her before, and I, I liked what I saw from her. Um, Luciana hit this pump panel slam, two count. I thought that was a finish, but then Luciana goes for her giant swing, but San Antonio just sits up, digs into her eye, 
of Luciano and, and it's a disqualification. So uh, very rare disqualification finish in um, wrestling open. I'm sure they might've had some, and maybe I didn't, uh, wasn't watching, but usually it's all pretty much clean finishes in this promotion. And um, yeah, um, you know, a lot of potential there with Layla Luciano. It's just needs to work more and, and get more reps out there. And um, I was pretty impressed with Tina San, San Antonio. I want to see her uh, more of her work here in uh, wrestling open. Match number six, Pedro Don, Donez and the main event versus Rex Lawless and Perry Von Vicious and Rip Bison. Um, Pedro Donez and the main event are heels. Donez is a good heel, but the main event, it just, it's hard to take them serious as heels. They're, I think they're a good mid-card Bayface act, but you know, Lion, he's the heavier set member of the team in a lion mask. And he, it's just hard to take him seriously. I don't believe him as a heel, right? I just don't believe him as a heel. Um, like I said, I think they're better as baby faces. You know, Lion, as a, he's a bigger guy, but he can move pretty good. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't really, uh, believe in their heel act here. Uh, Donis threatens the injured Lawless knee. He gets on the mic and does this before the match. Cuts a promo before the match. Rex Lawless is, you know, he, he comes out and he's looking great, man. Slimmed really down since the last time I seen him. Uh, looking very good. Um, opening sections of the match, Rip Bison body slams Donez and tags uh, Lawless in, who delivers a splash to Donez. I thought this was... Kind of like anticlimactic because you have uh, Pedro Donas before the match cutting that promo. This is going to do the Rex Lawless. He's going to break his leg. You know, he's never going to wrestle again after he's done this match, blah, 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 right? So to get some heat, like it'd be cool. Donas, the heel, talks a big game. But once, you know, Lawless tags in, he, you know, scurries out and tags out because he doesn't want to get, you know, face Lawless when Lawless is fresh, right? You know, he wants to he wants to get in there lawless and lawless has been worked down. You know, that that they could have built to that. It just they just did a bunch of stuff. This match had no real structure to it. Um again, the main event, not good heels. Um Donis is good, he has a little attitude. Um Donis finally starts to work on the knee of Lawless. Uh but when so main event comes in, Lawless starts making a comeback, and eventually chops block. They bunch of chop block Lawless, but you know who's then able to to tag in Barry on Vicious. It's just kind of like no flow to it. And after a comeback by the baby faces, the heels refuse to return to the ring, and there's a count out. And yeah, I don't know. After that, you know, so we're kind of hitting a little little rough patch here in the, on the wrestling open one-year anniversary show, but um, it seems like they're trying to make Pedro Donez and main event a a big heel group, but I just... There's, there's other, other talents I think they could really make a nice heel group on the top of the card, and I, don't, I just don't see main event filling that role. Before the main event, there was a special uh, announcement... Um, out came the Miracle Ones and Ichiban. Uh, Dustin Waller cut a really good promo. Um, really impressed by it. Had some uh, good charisma. 
Good Bayface promo. Hype the crowd up. I, I think Dustin Waller has a has a bright future. Has good size, like height wise, but needs a, I think needs to fill out with the his body and add some muscle and you know eventually evolve his look. I think he will. He seems like a young guy, so he's he'll, he'll definitely. I think he's gonna. I think he's one to watch. Definitely one to watch. And 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 they're a good team. They're a fun, exciting Bayface team, and and this crowd loves them. Um, the big announcement was Wrestling Open will now have their own championship, which would be a good thing because that was one of my critiques with Wrestling Open is that, you know, these matches happen. There's no championship. What are they wrestling for? You know, like like what's the goal? Just you're just winning matches. Uh, it's not like we talk. That's not like the days that we talk about. Well, they get the winner's shirt, the purse. You know, you don't even hear that on commentary. Um, so now they have a championship, and I think I think it's a good thing. And Ray Jazz comes out, and he's upset that you know he's not out there for this big announcement because he is, and he believes that he is the face of wrestling. Wrestling Open. Um, so it ends up with Ray Jazz challenging Ichiban to a match next week. And that's a good match. Ichiban's like a really good, good talent, mask wrestler, exciting. Ray Jazz, another exciting young wrestler. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked for this match. And I, I just saw that IWTV finally loaded up um, on on their network because I was looking for it this afternoon because I wanted to watch it. And I think after I record this show tonight, I think I'm definitely going to go and, and, and check out that match and that uh, 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 Ryan Clancy versus TJ Crawford match. I'm really, really excited to watch both of those. So, um, pretty cool wrestling open championship. Uh, they're going to have a probably a, they say they're going to have a tournament for it. They got a lot of people that they they could do a lot of great. They, they have a lot of good talent that they can make a really good tournament. So, I hope it's kind of a, a a bigger tournament. I hope it's not like a four four man or eight man I, I i like to see at least at the minimum be 16 um you can just you know definitely do you know because wrestling opens every thursday on iwtv so you could definitely get through you could do 32 wrestlers you know be, make it big as like well the crocker cup is 24 but i always thought you know should have been 32 because i hated that I hate that some teams got buys and stuff. So, you know, you could do 32 and make it a big deal. Or, uh, you know, I don't know. That's, that's kind of like what I would do, you know. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to who's going to come out as a champion. I think there are going to be a lot of, a, lot of, a lot of good matches in that tournament. And I think it's a, it's a good hook. It's a good hook for this year after year one. So, I'm um, excited about that for sure. The main event... It's kind of one of the shorter shows because the main event was a 60-minute Ironman match between Alec Price and Channing Thomas. Now, when I was younger, I was a fan of Ironman matches. But as I got older, as I, you know, started understanding that, you know, sometimes Ironman matches are just not that exciting because... You know the time. You know it's going an hour. You know it's, you know, that first thirty minutes. Or sometimes are just kind of like, yeah, you got thirty minutes. You know, it's just you know, we still got a whole another thirty minutes after this, and it's hard to really, you know, keep one's attention. And there's been some really good ones, of course. You know, um, 
the I think the thirty minute time limit's better for an Iron Man match. Um, I really like the uh, Rick Steamboat Rick Rude match from Beach Blast '92. That's a pretty good one. Rick Rude versus Dustin Rose from Beach Blast '93 is actually pretty underrated. Um, but I think you know. 30 minutes is perfect. Of course, you know, iron matches are kind of all over the place these days. You have uh, MGF and Brian Danson going to be wrestling an Iron Man match at the pay-per-view in my, you know, here in Northern California where I live at, at the uh, Chase Center. So for the AW pay-per-view, which I, I think I'll be in attendance for that one. Um, And so, but, you know, like I, you know, I really like both these guys. Alec Price, you know, talk about top young at talents out there in wrestling today. He's definitely one of them. Cheney Thomas, too, as well. And, you know, I, I see Alec Price getting, you know, flown out here. He came, came out to the West Coast. They flew him out to the West Coast here. And, you know, and well-deserved because he's exciting. He's a hard worker. He's a hustler. But Cheney Thomas is is really good. And he's not as flashy as an Alec Price or – or others, and I think that's what happens when you have like these bookers or promoters who just you know they're into the flash and they don't they're not really booking really really good workers and and people that could add so much you know like you, you so many people can do the enziguri on your card you know what I mean like so many people can do high flying it's just you know you want to mix up your card with some very and then. Chan Thomas is like a classic wrestler. He, he can work bay face. He can work heel. Good size. Good look. Uh, so I was pretty excited for this main event. Even though I'm not a big Iron Man match guy, fan, I, I want to see how these young kids could pull it off. It's 60 minutes, a lot. It's a lot of work. Um, it's it's hard. And I was just curious how they're going to pull it off. Can they make it work? Where they put everything in the match and. And I, I, they missed the boat, in my opinion. And we're going to talk about the match. But th- I thought they made some s- mistakes of when they put some certain things in. And they should have put up some more stuff at the back end. But, but yeah. So, it, it, I respect the hell of these guys for what they did. And, and you know, yeah, two young guys gone there for an hour. It's, you know, no easy feat. And they, and they look good man they look good they 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 definitely had the cardio for it um but let's get into the match uh right when the bell rang um right before there's even physical contact between these two Channing thomas's manager uh city uh whatever the manager <laughs> who's basically i think this guy would be a good manager but he's such a gimmick of a manager right he's just he's a parody of a manager you don't he, it's like he's you know his gimmick is that he's his old school manager he's a wwe hall of famer um you know he talks about old school people and talks about you know stuff from you know texas and the von erics and it's just that's not heat you know you're just being a parody like be yourself, like be different. You know, be you know. I think if he just would just be real, and you know, instead of parroting a, a, a trying to parody a, an '80s wrestling manager, I think he'd be a lot better. You know, he's a he's a good talker, and I think it's a good look for a wrestling manager. I, I would kind of scrap the the fake hair, the toupee that he has. It's 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 more goofy than heat getting. You know, like. 
Now, if he had lost his hair in a hair match, you know, when someone, you know, beat his guy and he had to shave his head and he was showing up after that with his uh, toupee, I, I I get it. I don't know if that's happened or he just, I don't, I don't know. But not not in Wrestling Open, at least. You know, Wrestling Open, he's the first time I saw it, he had this, he had this stupid hair piece on. And, again, like Chan Thomas is you know has that star appeal it honestly the the manager brings him down a bit right it's an eyesore does he doesn't add to the package he takes away from the package in my opinion but uh right off the bat like before any physicality happened this match bell rings and chang thomas manager quickly hands thomas some brass knuckles but the referee catches him and gets on the mic and tells Chan Thomas' manager, that it's no D, you know, he's not going to disqualify uh, Chan Thomas because he did not use them, but he kicked out the manager. And this went on and on with the manager, you know, hemming and hawing, not getting out, and they're just eating up time. This is what this is for. Uh, just eating a lot of time in the opening minutes of this match. Um, at one point, the, you know, Sydney, the manager, starts heading his way back to the to locker room, but he quickly turns around and he runs back in again to please case and so some more some more time killing stuff here. And then as as Thomas is uh as as Thomas is pleading with the referee as well and you know Alex Price slips slips behind him, gets him a roll up, one, two, three, and Price wins the first fall. Now this would have been better in the middle middle of the match or maybe yeah maybe the, in the middle part portion of this match where you know Thomas is in the lead maybe by one fall and then Alex Price evens it up and starts having some momentum and the manager's freaking out at ringside oh my god we're losing control of this thing you know we got I gotta stop this you know and that's where he tries to slip uh you know Thomas the the brass nuts, the referee catches him. Instead of making this, for, they took for instead of taking forever here, the ref getting on the mic and all that stuff. It should have been a quick, like, I caught you. You know, you're out of here. And then Tom, Chang Thomas, you know, protests. What the heck are you doing? The crowd's popping. Oh my God. Oh my God. Right, right, right. And then Alex Price once again goes and, and gets the uh, gets the roll up. And then, and then Alex Price is up. You know, one one fall. You know, say it's like you know now he's up four to three, right, or something like that. Just to say. Um, and now Thomas is desperate to do you know to get that moment back. But I just didn't like it right in the right in the beginning here. It just didn't it just didn't work. Didn't feel right for me. I'd rather see them open up with some wrestling, and I would like to see him. No one win a fall in the first like twenty minutes. Um. Uh, you know, because they're you know these guys are both top guys here, and um, I think you know I would like to see more. You know, not all out action, but you know a nice little pace going on. You know, building building to the bigger stuff later in the match. Uh, soon after this, they end up like brawling on the floor, and apparently it's it is no disqualification. So because Channing Thomas could have used the the. The brass knuckles at this point I felt like there's no disqualification and there's definitely no count outs because they're on the floor forever. 
So no disqualification, but there is disqu- there is apparently disqualifications. We'll talk about that shortly here. I mean, they're doing all this stuff on the floor. They're getting thrown, you know, Shane Thomas is throwing Price over the gimmick table. Price is doing spinning DETs by, you know, kicking off a fan. And uh, Price ends up on top of the bar and, and doing a dive off the bar. And, and you know, it's, it's you know, but they're out there forever. So I'm like, well, is there a count? There's no, no count out. And again, I felt like this was so early on, they could have saved it for some, the, the middle, you know, section or the back end. <coughs> because, you know, we didn't get much wrestling so far. It's just been kind of all out. And I don't know. Like, I want to see, like, build it up from the beginning part. But Chan Thomas eventually gets a chair and, and hits Price with the chair. And now the referee finally disqualifies him. So now uh, Price is up 2-1. to one. But then soon, you know, Thomas with the chair shot pins Price, evens it up 2-2. Two, two. And during the rest period, it's like a 15-second rest period, I believe they said. Uh, like, during this rest period, the Price, you know, Thomas started beating up Price with a chair, you know, during that rest period. Should have been a disqualification, right? I guess during rest periods, you can do whatever you want, apparently. <laughs> Stupid. Um, you know, then he hits a pile driver on Price on the chair, pins him, pins him again. And uh, after the rest period, and now it's four to two, Thomas in the lead. And I think the scenario I talked about earlier, where if you had the stuff with the, with the manager interfering, getting kicked out, that's when uh, 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 Price gets uh, the quick roll-up pin there, and th- and that could be been where soon after this, this is where Thomas. Grabs a chair, clocks Price, gets purposely disqualified, but he does that to he sacrifices a, a fall just to do some really big damage to to uh, to Price, and, and then you know hits the power driver. I don't like a power driver in the chair. I think that's way too much. You know, I'm an old school guy. I think you should protect the power driver. I mean, power driver hitting the power driver and guys kicking out of it. I'm still not a fan of, but he power driver on the chair, even though he didn't kick out, it's still like, that should be like, he should be done for the match. Right. But no one has any kind of constraint anymore. It's just would it's all just do whatever. Um, Thomas hits a, uh, uh, fisherman suplex, beautiful bridge, beautiful suplex pins price. Now Thomas is up five, two, uh, Price hits a flying leg drop for the pin, so now it's 3 5. Uh, Price hits a top rope blockbuster for the pin, now it's 4 5. Price is still down by one. Um, it gets tied up 5 5. Um, it's late in the match. Thomas hits his finisher, the pile driver, but Price kicks out. And I'm like, wait. Oh man, this guy, you know, got hit power driving a chair earlier. Should be, you know, if he's, you know, after taking such a power driving chair earlier, he's next should be pretty damaged enough to where if he hits a, a, a power drive without chair, it should be done so, right? Why, why, why hurt your finish? You know, why it's, I don't know. <sighs> Drove me insane. Um, 
so after the brawling, let's go kind of back up a bit. After the, all the stuff on the outside, and now we're getting to the second half of the match. As with a lot of these Iron Man matches, there's like a little lull of the crowd, right? But again, I think that because they did so much in the beginning, if they would have done some of the the, the brawling outside and everything towards the back end, people wouldn't have lost, you know, tired, been tired at this point. They would have kind of, you know, it would have been a pretty good flow throughout the match of energy from the crowd. And at the end, you know, Price hits the scorpion kick and and he goes up 6-5 and wins and time runs out. But it would have been cool if they would have built the drama up where, where you know, the heel is, is definitely, you know, in control and uses the heel tactics with the chair to get the unfair advantage by, you know, Sacrificing disqualification, using a chair to just go up on a like you know a few falls ahead of Price. Now Price looks really deep in the hole, you know, and then he struggles to make the comeback. And finally, like he gets that pin, you know, late in the match. Thomas is desperate to get the pin. He's doing all he can, and and Price is surviving. It just you know. The crowd reacted big when he hit this finisher because that's his finisher and everything. He got the pin, but I just thought, like, to the wire, it wasn't as exciting, right, as it could be. These guys are young. They've never done this before. You know, I'm just critiquing what I saw. And, you know, I think next time they'll do better, really. I think you can only learn from doing a match like this. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it was – I would say it was a good match because I can't say it's a bad match, even though I don't, I didn't agree where they put stuff, um, how they broke the matchup, but it's, you know, I, I thought it was, I thought it was overall a good effort from these guys. I, and I, and as you can tell from, you know, my commentary on this match is that I, I really think highly of these guys, you know, as Alex Price is getting flown all over the place, I think Channing Thomas should get flown flown on the place as well. He just to me is the main event guy, man. I and I and I and I'm a big supporter of these guys. And if I mean, God, I you know, I'm all the way out in California, and uh, if I ever start anything again, I don't know if it'd be less depends the budget and everything. But man, man, if if anyone out there like this is why I'm frustrating with a lot of promotions, you know, like has like impact and. Um, even MLW, though, you know, I do like that MLW, you know, has taken some guys that have really good potential in the indies and, and feature them. I just wish they're, I wish they would, I don't know. But anyways, but Impact Wrestling, for instance, there's a lot of these young guys. To, I know they, they kind of sometimes they go to the old guard with a lot of the guys, and it's good to have veterans. I'm not knocking the veterans. I think it's good. But, like, some of the guys they've used – you know, they've been so long and they haven't been featured on top, but they're just kind of there. Be nice to mix in some young guys and, 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 you know, build up these young guys and, and add some, some life to your promotion. I think a Chan Thomas would do that for an impact wrestling. He'd be perfect for impact wrestling. Um, Definitely a guy I would invest in. Alec Price, too. Definitely invest with him, invest in him. Um, Wrestling Open has a lot of good talent. And it's definitely, they're definitely a promotion really worth your time checking out. And it's a, it's an easy watch. It's two hours of wrestling. Um, the matches aren't 
typically long. This is a you know a, a special case because it's an Iron Man match, but show really does flow, and you know it's it's no thrills. It's no like big entrance stage and and pyro, a video screen, and all that kind of stuff. It's just like a, a building with the house lights, and there's a curtain, and they come out, and there's a bunch of people standing around, and there's some people in chairs. But I will say this, man, the way Wrestling Open started, there was a, you know what maybe 50 people in the audience kind of just you know standing around watching and then now they, they pack it in there man they really do so um i think it's a, a testament to uh you know paul crockett what he's doing there and and the talent he's booking so uh, so yeah so i'm looking forward to yeah like i said i'm right after this recording I'm going to uh fire up the iwtv and i'm going to check out their latest show that was featured again Two matches I really want to see. The main event, Ray Jazz versus E.G. Bond. And, of course, uh, on the undercard there, Fancy, Ryan Clancy versus uh, T.J. Crawford. So, looking forward to that. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode of the Take It Home Podcast. Remember, join our Patreon, Fight Game Media Plus Patreon. It's $5 a month. Give us a shot. we got a lot of great content on there. We have... Uh, we have our, you know, Garrett and I are getting ready to do our 1996 WCW Nitro review. Of course, we had a great time doing uh, Raw 1997, then Raw 1998. Now we're switching it up to um, WCW in 1996. We're doing a little bit different. We're kind of like doing 12 shows a month. So it's, we're kind of, we're on our own watching a bunch of Nitros and we're going to kind of gather all what we saw and kind of just have an open discussion about, you know, about what we saw for that month and cover the pay-per-views and really looking forward to it. And uh, it's been a while since I've seen a lot of that 96 WCW. I remember being obviously pretty good. Of course, it, uh, the, that was the year that the NWO launched, uh, a big, a big, big year for, um, for WCW. So looking forward to that. There's a the Brace for Impact podcast. They have, of course, there's a you know they're on this our free feed here that you're listening to Take It Home podcast on, but on the Patreons where they have all the dirt, all the backstage scoops. Um, so you definitely want to check that out. The Five Star Joshi shows on there. Um, anything you want, you know, the best experts on Joshi wrestling. You know, of course we have boxing, MMA. We have all of it covered. All the covered special shows from our shows on the free feed. Uh, we have exclusive interviews with Dave Meltzer, exclusive interviews with John Moxley on there. So check it out, five dollars a month. Um, great content. I definitely, you know, like I said, it's a cup of coffee. Just you know, scale back one Starbucks coffee that month, and uh, you'll be able to afford the uh, the Take It Home podcast. So thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at LaRockaJL. Uh, hit me up on there. Let me know if there's any kind of shows you want me to review, match you want me to review. Um, and uh, for consideration for the Take It Home podcast, I want to hear your, your feedback on that. And I hope everyone has a great weekend and take care.